0: threat of disaster is never pleasant.
1: welcome to the casual preppers podcast
0: these safety measures are essential the
1: only place for prepping survival and entertainment this
0: will be your source of survival instructions and information every member of the family must be coached in the business of
1: survival here are your hosts cam and kobe
2: Oh, man. Today we have a show for you. I'm flying solo here uh, for this intro, um, but Cam will uh, join me here soon for the interview. We have a fantastic guest today. We have Ben and Matt from The Stuff They Don't Want You To Know. And... My gosh, we were so excited when these guys said they'd come on and talk with us. Um, so, we're really excited to share this with you. But before we get to that, I gotta tell you about Rhino Ready. Pre kitted bug out bags are usually ill equipped, one stop shops that lack the attention to detail of a custom loadout. Not the case over at Rhino Ready, the truest purveyors of kick ass survival packs and gear badassery. Their founder Michael spent years designing a modular bug out bag that combined critical survival supplies with performance build quality. After launching on Kickstarter, it took many sleepless nights tinkering on weight distribution, prototype testing, and in-person manufacturer visits to bring their products to life. They sell an absolute beast of a pack called Companion, which you can get fully kitted, or you can just build the pack however you see fit with your own gear. So whether it's to supplement your existing setup or a gift for a friend or a loved one, you just can't go wrong. Now remember our code. Cam and Kobe are the best. Now go to rhinoready.com. That's R I N O ready.com to take $100 off kitted companions. Now that's an insane deal. Plus, you'll get 25% off everything else in the store and free shipping anywhere in the USA. So, you guys, go check them out. Go check out rhinoready, rhinoready.com. Use our code Cam and Kobe are the best. These things are fantastic. All right, guys. We are so freaking excited. Here is the stuff they don't want you to know. All right, Cameron. Um, I do not think I've ever been this excited to speak to some fellas as I am right now with these boys. Like, like I was telling you earlier, and I was even telling them, like I am fangirling right now. I'm feeling a little, uh, my heart's fluttering. I'm stoked. <laughs> I'm so excited. But who do we have on the podcast right now? We have Matt... <laughs>
3: And Ben, from uh, stuff they don't want you to know. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding I, I, I Like, it feels weird saying that. <laughs> I'm know. like, we're just going to AI your voices in right now and make <laughs> it sound like you are really part of this. Thanks, guys.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having us. Really appreciate that, guys. <laughs> yeah. this you know, We is- have we have AI versions of us, by the way. Oh, you do? Already. Really? Do you? That's yes. kind of a hush-hush thing. Oh, my but, gosh. Uh, are we yeah, looking at we, them? We, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We got, we got, uh, I would say convinced to like try out a service to Uh for, and we, you know, we're very careful about what we're allowed, what we allowed for use Mm -hmm. on it. But it's like, it's AI versions that I think can make us speak fluently in any language. They're so much smarter than us, you know.
0: (laughs) I, I know, I know, uh, yeah, I know Spanish and English, but the, the uh, machine learning versions of Matt and myself uh, are polyglots. Oh it's my It's not- <laughs> crazy. The funny thing is, though, if you if you look at that, which is a, a, lo- a larger trend in the world uh, and will be continuing to be such oh in, yeah. in the mid future, the funny thing is that the machine learning cannot quite grasp idioms and mm. algorithms. So if you listen to uh, if you listen to AI generated stuff in a different language uh, like even if you listen to let's say somebody primarily speaks Mandarin or mm-hmm. German or something like that and it gets translated into English in a quote-unquote AI version the idioms the figures of speech are <laughs> all over the place <laughs> it's hilarious yeah
1: well it also can't understand if you're if there's humor or sarcasm oh, it'll mm-hmm. do the intonation oh. the way the sentence makes sense right yeah in context. Mm-hmm. So, like, in, in weird territory. That's super
2: weird. Yeah, that's exciting. I want to try that out. I don't even know what an AI version of us would do. I don't, <laughs> I don't even want to know. Would make sense.
1: Oh yeah, It might make
2: sense. That would be great, yeah. actually. I love that. <laughs> <clears throat> so, guys, again, thank you so much for coming on. Could you guys each take just a few a few seconds and introduce yourselves and let us know who you are, let the listeners know who you are?
1: Okay. I'll go first. My name is Matt Frederick. I'm a dork and a drummer and a guy that found his way into podcasting via video production through a website called How Stuff Works, where I started as an intern and then started making some videos with this guy, Ben, on the show. And um, now we make podcasts. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, And to, to add on, to uh what what matt has said here because we we share a bit of an origin story Mm -hmm. uh here they call me ben Bolin. uh in way back in the days of internet yore Mm -hmm. Uh, my pal matt and i were interns at a place called how stuff works which you mentioned matt i had come there from a um a different, varied series of pursuits, and we started off in a video department where we would explain how things worked. Mm-hmm. This was a this was a fun halcyon time. The guy who started the company, how stuff works. His real name, like on his government issued ID, is Marshall Brain. Uh, the only regret <laughs> I have about Marshall Brain is that despite our urgings he refused to pursue any form of phd because oh. he did not think it would be super cool for him to be dr brain even though objectively
2: <laughs> well, that's the best I mean so, dude, have, yeah. there's really no other choice there in his life is there to to go for a phd
0: so a, <laughs> he, he is a he is a brilliant and quite unique wow. person uh and it was kind of like um so when Matt and I started Again, we were we were just we we're interns. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like if you get hired on your first day at Wendy's, Dave Thomas <laughs> comes up to you and says, "Hey, exactly. make me a cheeseburger."
2: Oh man, yeah. <laughs> that's when that's when you start sweating and getting a little nervous, right? Yeah, uh, a little bit. Wow. Now that is fantastic. <clears throat> so I just got to know, like, how did you guys, because in my mind, when I, when I think about conspiracies, when I think about podcasting or anything, it's always comes back to stuff they don't want you to know. That's like in my brain when I'm thinking about it, you're just legends. Like it, it feels like you've always been there. You've always been doing it and you've always been doing it at this like high level right? Um, we love to talk about conspiracies on the podcast uh, on our mindless banner episodes, but try, well, no, like we do it in a way where it's like, it's just kind of fun. We kind of make fun of everything. It's just what we do. But when, when I listen to you guys, you're just, you're just legends. And I'm like, how did that happen? How did you become the legends of all things, (laughs) conspiracy and weirdness in the podcasting space?
0: Well, with, uh, with great respect, man. Um, I have to disagree with the uh, You can disagree all you want, but okay. it is what it is. Go ahead. with great respect and appreciation, um our perspective on it may be a little bit different. So, sure. Matt, perhaps we can uh double dragon this one. So, uh we were we were there at this place how stuff works uh before podcast had really extended outside of the early adopter space mm-hmm. to sound very corporate about it. You know, the, the beginnings of podcasts, just like the beginnings of uh bulletin board conversations on the internet, they were typically going to be uh, very tech forward people mm-hmm. who wanted to talk about technology and would, you know, even gotten to the early predecessors of, of, uh, meta casting where, you know, there were a few podcasts about podcasts, but we, uh, we, Matt and I, always had a deep shared interest in questions that could not be asked, uh, things like the Twilight Zone, the X-Files, you know, uh, government cover-ups, allegations of strange and unusual things. And shortly after, our pals Josh and Chuck Mm -hmm. created a show called Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. Uh, We Uh,
1: Stuff You Should Know. Stuff You Should Know. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I do the See, same okay. thing all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So the backstage story that this, this is a good mm-hmm. one. So um, our boss, who is is a very good friend of ours, always had the energy of Tom Cruise in the mid-80s. And <laughs> yeah. so one day he walks in, and again we're still like I think Matt, I think maybe we're both still interns or we had just gotten real jobs. Uh,
1: yeah. I at that point I had just become a video editor. So I went from right. intern videographer to video editor, and then mm-hmm. this new guy comes through, who is now our boss today again. Wow. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so this guy, he he comes into a meeting one day, and picture Tom Cruise here, and and he's like, bros, there's a thing called podcast. We're, <laughs> we're gonna do this thing called podcast. We're gonna do this thing called podcast because it's marketing. It's going to lead people to How Stuff Works articles, and we're gonna do." a couple of things that are really special. One, they're never going to be more than five minutes because who would listen for that long? (sighs) Second, he's like, second, we're how stuff works. So the word stuff is going to be in every title. Mm. And even then we (laughs) clocked it and we're like, okay, that makes sense. But, you know, how many short (laughs) titles can have the word stuff in them? And this guy's so on point, he named instantly maybe off the top of his head that yeah. I don't know if he was freestyling he named like 8 and wow. uh we thought okay uh, eventually then we got a we got the opportunity to um cuz we were still doing so much video work uh with Matt with Matt um pre-producing producing editing like one man army on this stuff wow. and me being lucky enough to write some of it so uh we we eventually got a chance to he said, what kind of show would you guys like to
1: make? And Exactly. He, yeah. uh, by the way, he's selling himself short. He's written every single thing that has ever been a Stuff They Don't Want You to Know video wow. or podcast. or whatever. Ben, come on. Ben is like—Ben <laughs> is—the the way I think about uh, the two of us, and of course there's also Noel Brown, who's a co-host on the podcast mm-hmm. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. Mm-hmm. But the two of us, when we started making videos, it was Ben does all this research, puts together everything in like— um. An understandable pattern in a way, right? And then I synthesized it through uh, at, at first, at least through visuals, right? So, how mm-hmm. do you? What should I? What should I be seeing? Or as I'm thinking about the things that Ben is saying, um, I, I just want to go back just a little bit because how stuff works was almost an engineering based. How to cite. Yeah. Like yeah. breaking things apart like an air conditioner. Here are the constituent parts. This is what you need to know and how they how these parts work together to form the thing we call an air conditioner. Mm-hmm. And what we tried to do, I think, at least the original aim was to take that same approach with a mystery, mm-hmm. a, you know, a conspiracy. Break apart the constituent parts. What which where do those parts come from? And then how do they fit together to form the way we think about a specific topic? Mm-hmm. And um, and that's I, that's what we did for a long time for iTunes video. So this didn't go to YouTube at first. it right. didn't go any because YouTube wasn't really a thing. Yeah, it was starting out and becoming a thing. but we were we were making these things to like I think it was a 340 I, yeah, I, like a, oh the tiniest gosh. little image that you'd watch on like your <laughs> iPod video. Right. Oh, wow. Which is
0: insane. Yeah. <laughs> and we, um, we, I guess our, our finishing point there is that uh, we carry that DNA with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there are no questions that should not be asked. That the world is both understandable and worth understanding. A line I stole from our old Tom Cruise. And uh, <laughs> and so for for several years, uh, prior to 2013, Matt and I were. In the, in the trenches on this stuff with Apple Video and then with YouTube and uh, examining stuff where it's like, yeah, everybody knows about JFK. It's the by far the most well-known um, conspiracy theory mm-hmm. in the American zeitgeist. And then we wanted to go deeper. You mm-hmm. know, why, why do these things arrive? So really, we've been practicing critical thinking applied to, uh, applied to all sorts of sometimes verboten subjects. And then in 2013, we started the audio podcast. Uh, we have a long history of, you work with people you like, right? You yeah. work with known entities. So we, we would consistently attempt to talk our cohort into participating with us on these things. And we went audio, um, we eventually, uh, cajoled our audio producer at the time, Noel Brown, to join us on air. And uh, I got to be honest, Matt, I know you don't love this observation, but uh, Kobe, Cam, if, uh, if I had not thought we would be fired within two weeks of creating stuff they don't want you to know, would have picked a shorter name. (laughs) I <laughs> would have picked a shorter name. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs>
1: That name comes from our, our friend Jonathan Strickland who makes a show called uh, Tech Stuff. He also yep. makes makes a bunch of other shows. But that was a water cooler slash hanging out in the break room thing. Yeah. And he said, stuff they don't want you to know. And we just went… Yeah. That's it,
2: <laughs> yeah. man. That that's crazy. It, that it, is it's crazy. It, again, that's what I love about you guys is you guys will like entertain any crazy theory out there, right? But you always do your homework. You always come with all the facts on all yep. either side, Clean. and you kind of let the listeners decide. Like, hey, this is it. This is everything, and that's what I love about it. You know, that's why I've always loved about it. And you said 2013. It's been 10 years. The podcast. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah. wow. Uh, I think October is going to be our anniversary. Well, we're Uh, Halloween
2: people. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Perfect timing. Yeah. Perfect anniversary. That's insane. (laughs) 10 years doing the podcast. That's just really, really cool. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. So, um, This is called five questions. I've got, I'm on question two now. Um, Mm. and this one. So a lot of these questions, a couple of these questions we ask everybody. Um, and one of them is very conspiracy based, but we had to do some more conspiracy stuff because we have, again, the legends with us. So we're going to do some more. Uh, question number two, what is one conspiracy, uh, cryptid or off the wall theory you wish was real and why?
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, Wow. Ah, uh, caveat, caveat. Uh-huh. As we get to it, um, I don't know about you, Matt, but I, I have always had a very difficult time in lists where you pick ju- uh, just one thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: So, so I would say right now, uh, this is somewhat ephemeral. It it may change as oh yeah as the the illusion of linear time continues. <laughs> but I, um, personally. And I'll defer to you on this too, Matt. Um personally, I have been very taken with the concept of reality as simulation. We've been oh, doing man, some explorations yeah. of that. And the main reason I'm continually fascinated by this is because whether one considers themselves an adherent to a specific religion, or, you know, a general spiritual person, as they describe themselves, or an atheist or, you know, anything between on that spectrum. If the concept of reality as a simulation has any sand to it, then that has two strong implications that are fascinating. First, there there would necessarily be multiple iterations of the simulation. So now we have a multiverse. And second, and for some people perhaps most profound there would necessarily be a creator mm-hmm. a simulation demands a god or what people in the simulation would understand as a god so that's what's been uh breaking my brain oh for, yeah uh, for some now, I, that I don't know
2: idea i thought that too you guys just released an episode not too recently <laughs> on that right
1: yeah yeah I've, I've guys the episode's now we make Four new episodes a week. So at this point we're just kind of like they all kind of run together. It's one long conversation that we have, you know, with each other. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) What did we I think that was recently, right? What is time? (laughs)
2: Exactly. (laughs)
1: No, that's yeah. a great oh, but,
2: one. Yeah. I'm excited about that one because we actually, we did an episode on we the simulation did. theory way back in the day that, man, that one was so it much fun. It tickles your brain for sure. You're yeah, it like, definitely does. Well,
3: and like, th- you can think and see different things in life and you're like, I could see how that could be that way. Mm-hmm. And I, we, we even mentioned that religion aspect of where, you know, life is a test for some religions and it's like, yeah, so God could be the creator in this sense of like making a simulation. <laughs> so it's like, it does go along Dude. with that. It's super interesting.
1: See, I, I ascribe to if it is real, uh, it is not so much for the individual person. It is it is a life simulator. What does biological life based on carbon do when mm-hmm. put in these, you know, given these parameters? Right? right. Yeah.
0: As opposed to silicon-based life or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, let's I'm, test I'm that you. one out.
1: Yeah. What if we adjust the water, you know, levels on a, on the same planet by like 20%? What mm-hmm. happens then? <laughs> you know, what if it's simulation? a different
0: amino acid, you know? Mm-hmm. What if we just change one variable? And then also what's interesting about that, and I don't want to offend anybody with very specific religious affiliations, but what's interesting about that is the idea that um, the— this universe's God or understanding thereof becomes a lot less like some omnipotent force Mm -hmm. and a lot more like a really stressed out software developer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. like, oh, dang it. There's a bug in the code. Yeah, we got to start over.
2: I love to entertain this sometimes when I'm feeling a little stressed out, a little anxious about things going on in my life. And I'm like, you know what? This is probably a simulation anyways. I just got to let go. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like I just use it as this nice little stress relief. It's gonna be to a blue screen player, that
3: thing, at dude. some point. Yeah, blue screen of death. Blue, is blue screen of death is gonna happen yeah. at some point. So what does it all matter?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, <clears throat> and let's see, and then we can take that thinking. So like applying our human experience to a creator, right? Mm-hmm. Turning him into a, yeah. so- a stressed out software developer. But uh, the one that I've kind of been hoping was true, which is. Kind of weird to hope this, and forgive me, guys, but <laughs> apply our thinking about God to human mm-hmm. humans a little bit when it comes to something like the Illuminati. Yes. Yeah. So, like, a super powerful group of human beings that get together and see. They've got a plan. They see where we're headed. They know how to get there. In the end, whether we think it's bad or not, or if it's going to affect us negatively or not on the individual level— They've got a plan for what humanity is going to get up to, you know, a yeah. hundred, two hundred, five thousand years from now. Like I, wa- I wish God, I wish that was true. <laughs> that but someone was at the wheel. That's, th- th- there that there was an actual yeah. force of well, humanity that could, you know, see where guide we're going. it all and send,
2: yeah. It's just nice right? to know that somebody's got a plan somewhere, <clears throat> right? Exactly.
0: Well,
1: what we found out on our show is that yeah, some somebody does have a plan. Yeah. It's just they're all disparate and they're all competing. Yeah. yeah. And everybody wants, you know, supremacy in some form or fashion in some, you know, piece of land on the planet. Yeah, and true. that's just yeah. where we're at. And everybody's holding nukes now. theres oh, there is <laughs> there
0: there is Throw this in fantasy. There, it. Yeah. Yeah. There's this fantasy. Um, or nightmare, depending upon your your mileage may vary, of one hidden group controlling the world. Uh, and to Matt's point, it's a point we make on the show as well, um, what uh, everything I've found shows that there are multiple groups of powerful people who feel like they should be running the world mm, for sure. And they're kind of irritated. That the other folks
1: don't agree with them. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, and they have massive power, right? Like, they I, do. They I, do you, you talk about a real thing like the Bilderberg Group, a real sure. thing like, oh, I don't know, what is it? The Center for New American Security Trilateral like Commission,
0: yeah. RAND, you know, PNEC I mean, Project for New do, American They do. C- they
1: control a lot of things with both hands and they're, they got plenty of, uh, they're holding reins to stuff. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it's not, it's not my, I guess, perception of what the Illuminati is or could be.
2: Right, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I really think Taylor Swift has her hands in everything. For That's sure. That's where <laughs> I think most of the decisions are being made, you
0: know? <laughs> yeah,
3: there Taylor we go. Taylor Swift because,
0: Beyonce, yeah. like that yep, group. Yep. There's a yeah. couple
3: and Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah. those three, oh,
0: top, top Oh, let's the, be honest. Jay-Z, like they let him into yeah. the room. <laughs> Yeah, that makes more but sense. He he's he's just hanging out, yeah. you know? <laughs> and sometimes he raises a point, point, yeah. and Beyonce is like... I will let that go. Thank you. He's bringing <laughs> yeah. coffee. That's what's happening yeah. pretty much. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I, it's funny because I was thinking about this question. I was like, I was thinking about things I need to ask these guys. And then I'm like, well, what would I pick as mm. a conspiracy here? So I, I yeah. thought I would just tell you guys because this yeah. is so interesting yeah. to me. You guys did an episode a while ago, again, I you probably don't know when it was, Matt, because they're all running together, but it was called, it was one of my favorite episodes, it was called Cryptids of Ohio,
1: oh, do you yeah. remember oh, yeah. this one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now,
2: I had so much damn fun listening to this one, because actually Cam and I had done an episode forever ago as well, it was kind of about cryptids, I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was one cryptid in there that just, I can't get out of my head. Like I want uh-huh. it to be real so Is it the bad. Toad? And it's a freaking 4-foot frog. <laughs> yeah, yes. Sure. yes, frog man. The, <laughs> the, the Loveland frog. I want it to be
1: real
0: so bad.
1: I know man, just ridiculous. hanging out underneath bridges, just yeah. like squatting around a fire like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I like how the I like how the Loveland Frog also uh in many of the descriptions mm-hmm. seems like a down on his luck depression era hobo. You know he does, huh? he's like always he under bridges. Things just he might didn't work out for him sm- in this. Yeah, he might be smoking loose cigarettes. Who knows? I feel like he's
2: got the stick over his shoulder with his stuff yeah. hanging on the back the of bindle, it. You know? Yeah. yeah, whatever the hell that is. That's what I that's how I, I picture him, right? It's like Jimmy Cricket, yeah, or
3: whatever, yeah. like kind of. Oh my gosh. It, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I had to bring that up. The illustrations Not, are awesome with that one too. Mm-hmm. It's just like mm-hmm. frog and then legs. Like it, it doesn't really <laughs> yeah. have a lot to yeah. That's a good one.
0: <laughs> it's uh well, what do you I have to ask, mm. Obi Cam, what do you think? Oh do you think uh do you think there is a amphibious humanoid out there?
2: <sighs> oh my gosh.
0: Well, what
2: what did they say? They said somebody said it was probably just an iguana with its tail cut off that somebody mm-hmm. had found yeah, or something I think that's like right. that, right? Um Oh, I'm, I'm leaning towards yeah, that thing is out there, man. Like again, uh, yes. I'm just doing it. I'm leaning towards it. Like why not? You know, um, it's a pretty strong story. Like, it
3: is, oh yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of different little articles and stuff on it. So I'm like, yeah.
2: Some people are super convinced. So well, they were convinced enough that what somebody wrote um, a musical. Yeah, like there was. What was it, like yes. hot, hot damn, the Loveland Frog or something, <laughs> yeah. something like
3: that. Yeah.
2: What was it? I can't
1: remember. I what it was can't
3: called, remember like either. That. Yeah, but they did. Yep.
1: There was a. Well, we talked to two guys who created a festival about the Loveland Frog. Oh, Literally yeah. a physical festival where 500 people came or something to celebrate the mm-hmm. frog. It's pretty great.
0: That sounds like no. a great it sounds weekend. real enough to me. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> well, <laughs> well,
0: if there's a festival, then yeah, yeah. it's got to be real. <clears throat> yeah.
1: I think that's the magic of this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Because until you prove to me, which is impossible, that the Loveland Frog doesn't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can still have the fun. Yeah, like it's literally just fun to imagine if I'm hanging out somewhere in Ohio, maybe the frog guy. It's out
3: gonna there. come across the road at some point, yeah. or
1: this, you go check out, 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 out all
3: there. the bridges around yeah. any corner. He
2: could just show up, you know, make your day.
1: <laughs> well, it 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 fills in a gap I think where a lot of our childhood wonder used to live. Mm -hmm. These kinds of mysteries and conspiracy theories and things. You know, uh, something about the awe of life itself gets Mm -hmm. lost when responsibility kind (sighs) of calcifies. Yeah, Yeah. And so, like, if if we can have these kinds of things, I don't know, I think it brings a little spice to life.
3: (laughs) For sure. Sure. A joy (laughs) to that, yes. Yeah, it does. And it it has for Mm. us even just, like, learning and talking about all this yeah, thing, yeah that's so. the
2: thing we, we were doing a podcast for a long time and it was very strictly preparedness and prepping and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and but cam and i have always had interest in in aliens and conspiracies and cryptids and we're like man I, it's our podcast let's do whatever we want yeah. so that's why we, we just want to talk about it. It. about it and we'll just yeah yeah we'll so just we started it. <laughs> every other episode and is now called mindless banter where we just talk about these crazy things yeah and it has been like so much fun for us
0: I don't I don't want to derail us uh too too far, guys. Yeah. Um, because like you know, Matt and I are often in the same mind. I very much want cryptids to be real. Yeah. And uh now sure. to steal a line from Fox News, now more than ever, it's the best time to find cryptids as yeah, humanity yeah. further encroaches on wildlife. Mm. That being said, I saw you bought a uh a new car that's both your Go car and your daily driver, <laughs>
2: man. You had to bring that up. My wife is so sick about hearing about my new Toyota Tacoma. She's completely uh, sick of it. You know what kind yeah. you get? I I got the TRD off road Toyota Tacoma. Um, there we go. I am stoked beyond belief, and and I keep trying to prod Cam. I'm into working getting on his his it. Own. I'm working
3: on it. My we're wife gonna, is working against it.
2: Yeah, we're gonna have, <laughs> we're gonna have dueling Tacomas. Yeah, we're gonna be bugging out into the wilderness. Yeah. and we're stoked about it. Yeah,
1: dude, our buddy Alex just got one, and he took it from Atlanta all the way out to Los Angeles, and he's Whoa. been driving around the West in it. Oh and wow, he's, lo- he's loving it. Oh yeah. man, yeah. And, oh, by the way, the the auto worker strike today uh, just yes. happened. Oh, it Happened really? at
0: midnight. Uh, mid <laughs> midnight, uh, September fifteenth, as we record. Uh, it's a new implementation of strike tactics. They're calling it stand-up strikes. Wow. So it's in a real way, it's uh asymmetrical, it's similar to asymmetrical warfare. So as we as we speak uh in all the big three car companies are gonna be getting hit by wow. these unpredictable continuing strikes. I mean the big three might send in the modern equivalent of Pinkertons to try to, you know, compromise information and, yeah. and figure this out. But uh, to to your point, Matt, that that is easily in a short window of time going to cost the American economy about five billion dollars.
1: Yeah, and just so you know, that's that's Ford, General Motors, and what is it? Stellar? It's some weird name. They make like Chrysler and Fiat and mm-hmm. a bunch of those other companies. It's like one of those, yeah, Stellaris, I think, is what it's called. Uh, I can't remember. Sorry.
3: <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. What a time. <laughs> That's it
3: for sure. What a,
0: what a time to be. Not Toyota alive, though. Not Toyota. Yeah.
3: yeah. That's right. Yeah. I know. Uh, it's a weird. It's lots Stelantis. of strikes. Stellantis. Okay. Stellantis. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Stuff well, you don't they- know
0: stuff they don't want you to know that my man well they um, still want you to think they're chrysler
2: Yeah,
3: you know yeah, what i mean yeah.
0: just like you walk through a grocery store and you're we used this example earlier you're in the cereal aisle and you're like whoa america look at all these different <laughs> kinds of cereal they're owned by like two yeah. that's true
3: that's true yep well um i wanted to ask you a question about and we've had this happen to us where listeners have sent in some really strange comments off the wall email or message what have you i'm sure you guys with you know talking about conspiracies and all that you've probably received some really strange maybe fan mail or you just don't even know what you've gotten um, from somebody but what's the weirdest thing message that you've received from someone that you guys can both remember
1: i got one that i think you'll remember ben this is Gosh, I want to say 2012, maybe 2011. These are, this is when we're making videos. We got a YouTube channel. We're like getting up to, I think around 200,000 subscribers at that point. And we got a Manila folder in the mail. (laughs) Uh, And I don't know how, I don't know how this person got our address. We didn't put our address out like, here's who we are. And this is what we're doing. Um, is Manila folder and inside it, it had a map. There's one side was like a map of the U.S. The other side were like D.C. landmarks and like what? Mount Rushmore is on there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is hand-drawn. Yeah, And then on Holy overlaid crap. on top of that in red marker are symbols and like codes and, and stuff that I guess we were supposed to decipher, but they corresponded with the map and the other side. Um, we tried to... Decipher it. I was never successful, Ben. I don't oh know if you gosh. had any luck, but.
0: That's insane. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, I I do remember that one. I also remember we got, um, one time we got a, what looked to be like a handmade book, um, like a, almost like a children's book. And then uh, we got a lot of weird mail. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I'm sure. I, I remember, I still remember with fondness, I distinctly remember uh, for a while we would get not physical mail, but emails from a incredibly diplomatic person uh, somewhere in the Middle East who wanted us to get to the truth about a a somewhat heretical and racist ideology that uh, people of European descent were mad experiments or experiments created by a mad scientist named Yacoub. This is like nation of Islam thinking, Okay, which, <laughs> which is, um, which is indeed considered blasphemous or heretical by, you know, mainstream Sunni or Shia Islam. And this guy, wonderful writer, I'm assuming it's a dude, uh, would just every few months for a while, write, write to us and say, Oh, I I really enjoyed this video about this thing and this thing, and you know I hope this finds you well. A lot of flowery language, and then go continuing on to our previous <laughs> correspondence. Oh my gosh, I love the I examination. Keep- <laughs> and the thing that got me is by this point, Matt. I think by this point, um, I had managed like you were get dragging you on camera with me, or doing fun stuff on camera, and uh, and I was thinking this guy sees us on yeah. video, <laughs> and yeah. and. It, yeah. And so I don't know what's going on, but those are like three, um, those are only three examples of stuff we get, you know, usually, and this is, um, this is uh, credit to our audience. Usually even when people disagree with us and mm-hmm. we have, we have made, um, we have explored some things that are very close to people, right? They're very sensitive about it. And, for the vast majority of our time together on stuff they don't want you to know, the the people who disagree or feel like they're making a clarification or something, they're talking to us the way that you would talk to your friends. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that doesn't always happen. So I think we're immensely fortunate in that regard because we're also— You know, we're not trying to be Moses on the mount. We're not giving people commandments, (laughs) to Matt's point. You know, we're we're saying like, okay, here are the factual things Mm -hmm. that we can prove. The majority of the world accepts them. And then here are these other things. (laughs) And we always end with, you know, what do you think? Because you're the reason this show exists.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, if you look at our reviews on iTunes, it's it's generally five stars or one star. And and that, yes. that's yes. kind of just how it goes. And that might be what you guys experience as well. Yeah. I think so, I think yeah. That's, I think that's what society is now. Mm-hmm. Either I mm-hmm. love this thing and that's I identify exactly with this what... and I work it into who I am and my identity, or that is the antithesis of that which I hold to be me, and I hate it, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> There's no, like, I can see a place for this podcast. Yeah, It's true. <laughs> Solid it four is stars. An, it is yeah. An, yeah. Um, that's yeah, awesome. I, I don't want to derail us too much, guys, but like that, um, what Ben, what you are talking about there, I am um, trying to find a way to put it. It's we we talk about our social media bubbles and how we're each each individually in one, and then we're within a group that is also a bubble, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just kind yeah. of how it goes, depending on where you live and what you are into and how you grew up and all that stuff. I was trying to articulate this thing that Ben, maybe you could finish if I start it. This idea that um, when we come into this world, we've got like a lens that we view the world through that's kind of built in, that's just our human abilities to comprehend like the wavelength spectrum of light and of sound and of all of that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And then almost immediately upon entering with that lens... There's somebody who comes along like our parents and puts a filter on that lens. <laughs> and then, you know, you're, and it's just like, what's good, what's bad, what's punished, what's uh, rewarded. Sure. And you get to your teachers, you get to, you know, uh, whatever religion you, you get put into, whatever your region is like uh that you live in. And it's just kind of, we're just adding filters basically yeah. to that built-in no, lens as you go. Attenuating. And, yeah. That's that's it. Yeah. You're, you're changing the lens, but you're also putting stuff in front of it. So everything that goes in the lens has to first get through that filter. Um, I feel like a lot of the people we talk to are um doing are going through almost a personal journey to Clean that lens to get rid of some of those filters, and that doesn't mean to like throw away religion or your no, you know the way your parents raised you or something. It's it's almost just like it is what you that word you used, Ben attenuating like um, uh, sharpening focus. I feel like people are doing that right now mm-hmm. in general. Um, I think you
0: have to, you know. I mean the 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 harsh reality of the world is that it does not need human civilization. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like if if everybody. If everybody on the planet disappeared right now, Mm -hmm. uh, there would be some short-term catastrophe, primarily in cities, primarily where there is active maintenance of human infrastructure. You'd have a couple of things like the Hoover Dam or nuclear weapons carrying on their slow tick-tock. But uh, you know, look no further than examples like the DMC or Chernobyl DMZ, excuse me, or Chernobyl, and you'll see that Earth bounces back. Pretty quickly. Um, our, our concerns, our attenuations, our bubbles, our uh, Dunbar's number tendency that is often weaponized against us, we have to ask at some point, why? What is, what is the function of that? Because it is very easy to, um, to weaponize a large public if you are in a position of power mm. and you want them to agree with your agenda everything we have found Matt and I and and probably you guys too mm-hmm. in every part of the world you go to whatever language you speak no matter how uh, unfamiliar a culture may be to you what you find is that human beings in general are not jerks mm-hmm. they they want yeah. the same stuff you know they they first off they they want to feel like they're successful mm-hmm. they want to have access to resources they want to feel like they're doing a little better than average and they want a better world for their kids right or yeah. for their loved ones exactly. or whomever right yeah and so any any attempt to dehumanize or vilify people you know um that in my mind ultimately it it may have short-term catastrophic uh consequences but Ultimately, in the long game, that tendency toward collaboration and understanding will win out. Mm-hmm. I, well, I know well, yeah. it sounds absolutist, but Matt, I think people are good, and most people are just
1: scared. I I yeah. agree with you. Sorry to just completely derail your show. Please and just keep going. To sit here and talk. No, it's, it's, it's a fascinating <laughs>
3: thought. Like,
1: <laughs> but it's like um, I feel like there's less of big, powerful, scary people trying to get us to think a certain way or do certain thing. And it's more of those same people being very happy with the fact that the waters are so muddy, we don't know what's real and what's not anymore. Oh, yeah. Um, So they can get away with anything they want. Because Mm -hmm. we're literally like, wait, did that actually happen? Or was that? No. And very soon it's going to be, was that a deep fake? No, that must Mm -hmm. have been. Because it sounded like him. Oh, that was the AI version of his voice. (sighs) And What's
0: like, happening in a rod? Never mind. Aliens might be real. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> well, they are. Did she see in Mexico? They just pulled
2: some out. <laughs> at at <laughs> the road
1: yeah. aliens. Come on, those things those are arms, real. Those arms, they're like, <laughs> they don't, oh, surely they moved at some point. I was telling Cam,
2: it looked like the guy like <laughs> the saw. The bony lips. <laughs> the, yeah. <everything, laughs> the structure just, man, it's. He it. saw a pinata on the side of the road, grabbed it as he was coming in, covered it in dirt, and
1: <laughs> said,
3: Put a there little sugar on yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, it just looks yeah. really <clears throat> Interesting.
1: But, but see what if that actually is? What if that actually is an alien? I know and man. And that's just what they look like yeah. and this guy actually found one. There's there's no way you're going to prove to mm. a majority of yeah. the planet that it's real.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All <laughs> right. But that I mean that's Anyway, yeah, before we keep going down that yeah. rabbit hole, <laughs> that is these these are the kind of um these are the kind of conversations that that matt and i had originally Mm -hmm. you know before the show was ever that's awesome
3: yeah
0: and we we still hang out and i i you know matt you made that point um about a year and a half two years ago now and you said you know we're basically we're having one long conversation that Mm -hmm. feels what that's what it feels like and i imagine that's the same for you guys and casual preppers and i think (laughs) that's a really good thing it does, make us, it does make us insufferable sometimes at parties. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And they just did a go bag episode, by the way. I know. Yes, yeah. I know. <laughs> 20 like tips.
2: That's like one of the coolest things. 20 tips for your bug out bag, guys. Make sure right. you listen because I don't want you guys to have subpar <laughs> bug out bags. Right. All right? We're, we're friends now, so you can't be walking around with those bags that are just subpar, okay? <laughs>
0: don't buy... It. You, you You know what's still so... We're family show. You know what's still so <laughs> screwed up to me about this uh-huh. is that you... In the vast majority of cases, mm-hmm. you can't buy a good pre-made one. You have oh, to no, like go back in yeah. and say like, okay, well, you know, whomever designed this obviously was not thinking about actually mm-hmm. using it. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot like it's a lot like newer cars. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel Matt, you and I were talking about this earlier. I do some car repairs, and um, it was on a 2017 Ford Escape. And it should, very should have been a very easy operation, just changing mm-hmm. the battery. But whomever engineered the car clearly yes. never thought they would change the battery themselves. <laughs> yeah. <It's> just no, ludicrous. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yep, take uh, out seven components, yeah. then you can mm-hmm. kind of release the thing that is holding your battery in with a bolt. <laughs> <laughs> you remove the it, engine and then you take the battery out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Remove the engine, walk shins around the vehicle <laughs> during an eclipse. Yeah. Uh, but like that's what I really appreciate uh with casual preppers is that uh I think you guys are I think you guys are conveying information and insight without sounding condescending, without sounding, you know, um uh exclusionary yeah. in any way because people need this information mm-hmm. before they need it. Yeah, you know absolutely. What I
2: mean? And that was kind of the the whole impetus of this thing is Cam and I were really into preparedness and prepping, but when mm. we went out there to try and find content, podcasts and stuff that were in this genre, it mm-hmm. was very that way. It was usually like some ex-military guy you know who was saying well if you don't have ten thousand rounds of 556 you'll never make it through, really? right <laughs> but then right. like on the other side we say this so much but on the other side there was like the homesteaders and they were out there you know crocheting their own underwear and churning their own butter <laughs> right. and i'm like okay there's got to be a happy medium here somewhere right mm. and so that was the whole thing Where like we want something where it's just like an everyday <clears throat> guy or gal can just be more prepared for all those things that are going to happen, power outages and, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, things like that. But it's super fun to also talk about the Yellowstone Supervolcano. Yeah. So we're going to pull Ooh. that stuff in because it's entertaining, right? right. So
3: yeah. We also <laughs> wanted to feel like we were sitting at a campfire together, yeah. BSing, mm-hmm. and people could listen to that, which they may or may not like, it, Yeah, so, yeah. it like was
1: more for us. <laughs> Success, guys. Just to have fun and, like, discuss yeah, And it's very and funny.
2: Like you said, it's either those five-star reviews or the one-star review. We, yeah. We've really experienced that because... It is so much that way. We are outside of the mainstream when in prepping. We're in this niche, but we're a niche within a niche, right? And so yeah. we very For much sure. experience that five-star, one-star. These guys are stupid. They, they don't know what they're talking about. Or I love these stupid accents they're doing. This thing is the greatest <laughs> thing ever, right? So Yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. That's a great point.
0: Yeah. We uh yeah, I I think that's that's when you know that you are doing something substantive, something of Mm -hmm. value. Because right, like obviously the average the average person, at least in the West, Mm -hmm. is not going to be in a situation where they can uh regularly amass thousands and thousands of rounds of Mm -hmm. ammunition. They're not gonna be in a situation where they can like you know, see their little MRE or some. Yeah. There's a French one. This is RCIR. Uh, <laughs> right. RCIR. They they're not going to be able to say, "Oh, a couple of months have passed." Yeah. Let me let me slot this out. Also, pro tip: if you're using military rations, they never really go bad yeah. because they never really start good. Yeah, they're not so, great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so that's true. like that. I I see what you're saying with that, yeah. and I to Matt's point, I I would, I would interpret that. As a sign of success because Mm self-sufficiency, even for a temporary window of time, is rapidly becoming Mm -hmm. a lost skill set. I think so. You hit the nail on the head
2: there, 100%, and that's why we keep doing what we're doing. Well, mostly we keep doing it because it's fun as hell to to do the Mm -hmm. podcast, but along the way, we hope to help a few people, Yeah. right? Yep, exactly. Hey, uh,
1: (laughs) where are you guys located, Uh, if you
2: don't mind? We are in uh, Utah.
0: You could, you, could you give us uh, latitude and longitude? Yeah, yeah you just I'll, have like... Yeah, hold this? on. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it on the screen
1: right here. No, that is so cool. I've, um, we're actually going out to uh, Nevada. Oh, cool. Just a little bit, just for a um, tiny uh, sn- snippet of time there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're in Atlanta, like mm-hmm. near a big city in Georgia, oh, cool. and it's tough to imagine mm. sufficiently prepping in an yeah. urban environment. Oh, yeah. But I just moved north about forty five minutes from from the city, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of it's not in the middle of nowhere. There's still a bunch of infrastructure and stuff going on out here in civilization. But uh, like, I just discovered a thing called Tractor Supply Company. <laughs> um, holy cow, guys! Oh man, yeah.
2: that's a rabbit hole. There, be careful. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna get lost. Yeah. There goes the disposable income yeah. for a minute. Right. Seriously.
1: <laughs> yeah. So
0: you Utah is also super um, I think super fascinating in terms of I now I have only been to the larger uh Salt Lake City yeah. Mm-hmm. area. Yeah. Uh and uh the the speaking to your point, Matt, about infrastructure, what's fascinating there is the resource richness mm-hmm. of that of that land. It also has a relatively unique history in the American pantheon of states. For sure, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and uh, and it's nuts because going going to a part of uh, the U.S. like that and then returning to Atlanta, the the fascinating thing is if you look at if we understand the rules of geography and humanity. Mm-hmm. Atlanta should not exist because <laughs> no. for places like Atlanta for for any metropolis for a very long time you needed to you had one of three things you either had uh you, you either had a situation where you were around a large body of water mm-hmm. navigable river or a coast you had a tremendous amount of trade mhm or your city sprang up in the wake of a huge disaster or a huge plague. Mm. Those were like the three rules for human cities. <laughs> Atlanta, uh, is, Atlanta is interesting. I don't know if Atlanta is long-term sustainable, though, over wow. the next several hundred years, because the, the, the answer that city had uh, to navigable water right was <clears throat> the train lines. Because the original name of the city was Terminus. Just what? that's where the train lines were. It was did. Terminus. I heard that yeah. before. Wow. And then that's why Walking Dead has. Yeah, I was going to say. That sounded yeah. very familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and then that now has uh, existed to some degree, but now it's replaced by uh, airports. Uh, yeah. The local airport in Atlanta is still by volume number one or number two and busiest in the world. And so to me, it's funny to go to a place like utah or i should say fascinating mm-hmm. to go to a place like utah and and uh visit this place that does over like on average people are going to be more self-sufficient yeah. if things go sideways yeah and then go to atlanta and say uh yeah <laughs> i hope these i hope the airport sticks around yeah uh,
1: my amazon groceries
0: aren't here yet oh dang i know uh, <laughs> Great right. time to go yeah. Mad Max on oh, <laughs> Uh And that makes me think about, you know, your point about Nevada, Matt, like uh, about, hey, you guys are closer to it than us. Is mm-hmm. it Nevada or Nevada?
3: Well, I say What's, Nevada. I say Nevada. But I'm oh. very
0: uncultured and I'm Utah a hillbilly. Utah
3: has its own language. Yeah. We don't say T's and things like that. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Like
2: mountain. It's like, yeah. Mountains <laughs> are mountains.
3: Yeah.
0: They're mountains. Mountains. We kind of, oh. silent T. Yep. Yeah, we're from Atlanta, spelled A D L A. -A. Atlanta.
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah. Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. Yep. Uh, Well, guys, this this is a couple of questions that we ask everybody that comes on the show, and this one obviously like hits the nail on the head for you guys, and is almost a a duplicate of our first question. But I'm going to hit it anyways because I want more of this stuff. What conspiracy theory do you find the most interesting or entertaining? So maybe we could kind of go towards the entertaining side for you guys. You know, what is what is the most fun for you guys to talk about or to consider when it comes to conspiracies?
1: I got right. it, Ben. You, you know, what, you I'm go. gonna you you know <laughs> what I'm going to say. You know what I'm going to say. I bet you do. Well, hey, give your give your guess of what I'm about to say.
0: Oh, I, I I was just saying fun. Yeah, no, I'm 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 Tabby over
1: here. I don't know. Okay, uh, for me, hundred percent, always, always will be until it happens. Blue beam project. Yeah. Blue beam.
0: <laughs> yes, you guys familiar.
1: You think that was fun? Yes. <laughs> yeah. well, I I think it's amazing. It's one of the it's one of the most far out conspiracies uh-huh. I had ever heard when you know, like when I first encountered it, mm-hmm. and I think it's also. Maybe it's because I was a very religious kid growing up. Mm. Like I feel like the Second Coming of Christ, or you know, Muhammad coming back. Like some something where a religious figure returns, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. actually just holographic technology from the U.S. <laughs> government. Um, Beautiful. I don't know. Or the Illuminati. Fancy. It's funny you yeah, went right the to the that
2: <laughs> That's funny. Didn't we incredible. just talk about that in a recent it was episode? A
3: couple episodes ago. But yeah. Yeah
2: how how fascinating is that? Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Maybe That's a good Can you give us a quick like 30 second synopsis of of Project Bluebeam for, for, pe- yeah, for sure. people who don't know?
1: Okay, well this is my this is my understanding mm-hmm. from encountering it, doing a video and then mm-hmm. basically thinking about it all the time but <laughs> maybe not knowing the specifics because technology has evolved a lot yeah. since I first encountered it. But at the time um there was emerging technology where you could shoot light uh, with certain lenses onto… Basically, if you think about it, like mist, mm-hmm. like on mm-hmm. uh, or onto the humidity that's in the air that's becoming clouds as it's forming to where you could you could create three-dimensional images of pretty high resolution far, far, far away. Okay? Um, for us, I think about the… In Atlanta, it's the Stone Mountain laser show or something, mm-hmm. except mm-hmm. you're doing it in the clouds. Yeah. Um, but it would be… It would be… Primarily the United States government or some other large, let's say like a NATO or some some huge organization with a military mindset fools the populace of the planet uh, that either, uh, a, again, a Christ-like figure, to, like choose your religion, choose the returning deity, um, that one has come back. Or simultaneously, like Jesus comes back, Muhammad comes back, There's something, you know, happening in India where uh, a god returns. And it all happens at the same time to make everybody believe that the world is ending and then some action has to be taken, Mm -hmm. right? Some powerful group has to grab the reins globally, basically. Uh, Common cause, right? Yes. 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 And you can also, the crazy thing is now, because I've seen it kind of connected up to the UAP UFO thing, where it could be an alien invasion that is yeah. like a false yeah. flag version of that. Okay, is isn't
3: I mean Watchmen is the, that
1: a hundred percent about that. Yeah. That's it's, it, man. And that's, that's Project that, Bluebeam.
0: <laughs> yeah, Project Bluebeam is um I now I don't think uh don't think <laughs> the author will say this, but Project Bluebeam <laughs> clearly informs the
1: end of Watchmen.
0: Yeah. Uh, or
1: or, you know, uh, I don't know.
0: Uh, Timeline-wise, I think I, I think the Cold War bros, you know, <laughs> with their big 4.30 p.m. on a Friday energy, I think they got the Blue Beam.
1: <laughs> but see, but you. there wasn't viable technology until, no. I want to say, late 90s, early, early 2000s, mm-hmm. which is, mm, I don't want to get too
0: deep. Even detail. that, it, it wasn't at that scale unless we consider no. a suppression of technology, which is a true thing. Yeah, we're fun at parties. Oh, thank uh, you guys, <laughs> I I like that. That's a fun one. I um I always wanted, you know, when we're we're talking about purely f- fun mm-hmm. things. Yes, um, conspiracy theories that I I always wanted to be true are you know we we run into so many. I, I have a hard time picking one, but I love. I love the the theories that have no real discernible motive. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, <laughs> uh, you guys run into this in Utah, I'm sure, because of the depth of archaeological evidence and richness there.
3: Oh, yeah. Um, dinosaur land.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah. That's where we live. We live
3: dinosaurs
0: are we real. We live in dinosaur wow. land. We do live Bold in dinosaur claim. land. Bold claim. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we have this. Uh, so there is this long-running... Thing And it's more like a, a through line for various cryptid and historical conspiracy theories, uh, the idea that giants exist and the existence of giants is being actively covered up. By the Smithsonian of all friggin' people, because they just for some reason they don't want you to know that there are giants. Uh, To me, I love the suppressed ones.
2: The havoc that that would wreak if we knew. You know what I mean? Don't even go there.
0: (laughs) Right. Like what? What's happening? The Joint Chiefs of the United States are meeting up with the boffins who run the Smithsonian, and they're like, "Hey, what? Let's get one thing straight." no one can be over eight <laughs> feet tall. We yeah. will hurt yeah. your family. Yeah. And they're like, okay, fine, we'll cover it up. It's <laughs> nuts because we look at it um, for many, many decades. In the 1800s, well through the 1950s, uh, before, uh, <laughs> before a couple of technological breakthroughs, newspapers would treat this as fact. Yeah. And they would have reporters with very Clearly made up names like (laughs) AE Shenanigans or whatever. Who's like, I found a lost civilization in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. One of the most widely explored, thoroughly explored parts of the United States. Like, no (laughs) one wants you to know because there are these giants and all this stuff. And, And one of the reasons it's fun is, um, a while back, uh, I can't remember how many years ago, Matt and I looked into one uh, a specific version of these giant legends. And we actually found a grain of truth to one, uh, a group called the Citeka, uh, which were supposed to be redheaded, cannibalistic giants. It turns out that story is based in, in truth. Whoa. These people weren't like 10 feet tall or anything, um, but they were a rival tribe by this lake, and they did get walled into a cave and uh, smoked out, burned alive. Uh, and the cave was later found by people mining for Guado. Wow. Wow.
1: Jeez. Yeah, listen That's to the episode. Crazy. It's, uh, hey. Yeah. That
0: one I'm going to check out, yeah. Oh,
3: my gosh. What was the, what was the, um, we just talked about... The conspi well, not the conspiracy, but where they fooled people about the giant in New York or whatever. The, I can't remember. the Cardiff
2: Giant? Was Cardiff it? Giant.
3: Yeah. Did, oh, he heard, I don't know. Right. Yeah. They, they like the guy like took a whole year to like he buried it and he agreed with somebody to dig it up at some point and sent but yeah. It's was that the funny. Cardiff?
2: I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. I think that was so. so
3: interesting. So they just faked a, <laughs> that there was a giant it was just a prank that he had set up a year in advance, which I was like, man, they went through Brilliant. Huge. Yeah, that's and, what I'm talking about. Like we <laughs> need more of that. Yeah, we that. need more
2: of that. <laughs> I know that never happens anymore. I know.
1: Come People on. People are
2: boring. Long term. You got to be the pranks. change. Although, it's
1: just like the, yeah. it's like what the project for the new American Cardiff. century did. Remember that? Uh, they said we needed a new Pearl Harbor. It's a long term <laughs> prank. You'll get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh.
0: I've actually, it's funny you mentioned that. I was rereading a book from a while ago. I don't know if you guys can see the title. It's Where to Invade Next. <laughs> oh, oh Lord. I haven't seen that. Yeah. This was printed, um, oh gosh, this was printed a while back, like 07 or something, and uh 06, 07. Have you read that one? And I'm just going to read to you the oh, list of countries very Story quickly time. Iran, Pakistan, Uzbekistan, Venezuela, Czech, Syria, Czech, Sudan, Czech, because now there's South Sudan. Oh. Think about it. Uh, and of course, <laughs> North Korea. North Korea starts on page 69. Nice. <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> That's- so, uh, so to the PNAC or Project for New American Century um, concept, uh, there there are those long term chess games. Unfortunately, they're not as fun oh. as making a fake giant, which is so cool. No. <laughs> the best uh, thing ever.
3: Yeah,
2: like what are we doing well, with our life? I we don't haven't know. done exactly. That. Like, come I on, fell guys. asleep.
0: Trying to put on a pair of pants one time. People are out here changing <laughs> yeah. the world. Do you? Uh, do you guys think Bigfoot okay. might be real or no? Um,
2: I don't know if you guys know this, but we're actually pretty big in the squatching world. We are. Um, oh yeah. We we actually <laughs> it's so funny. We released you a, squatch, bro. We do. We're squatchers. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Um, 2018, we were squatchers of the year. Um, so we actually, we really did. Back in was it 2018? We we made so. a documentary we released on um, YouTube where we we kind of looked into what? Bigfoot. We went out and there's been uh, sightings Search for and Bigfoot, so. and we I think we have like a three quarters of a million views on it at this point.
1: Um, but most wait, of- wait, hold on. How hold on. how do I how do I watch it right now? YouTube, if you go to YouTube, preppers.
2: Uh, casual preppers, the Bigfoot, and it, and it should come <laughs> yeah. up. Um, But but again, we do this in a way that we piss everybody off. We did. We made some people mad. (laughs) You know what I mean? We were doing things. We were a little lighthearted. We have too much fun when we're squatching, and that just ruins the vibe for most squatchers. So. Mm. But to your question,
3: yes, I do think there's a Bigfoot.
2: Look, man, I grew up, my grandfather, and if you do watch that, you'll kind of see a little bit of this. My grandpa, he owned a lodge in the High Uintas um, for about 20 years. And that's where I grew up working every summer, up in the middle of nowhere, uh, up like almost above the tree line. We were so high in elevation. But every summer he was telling these stories about Sasquatch and Bigfoot. And so I grew up with that legend. And so one day we decided, hey, man, let's do a project. Let's go out. And search for Bigfoot Let's do a little research Cam went to the library He got some kids books On um, They're the best <laughs> On Bigfoot <laughs> and, we, and we We read those And uh, we went out And looked for Bigfoot It was it was a good time Yeah That's, That's awesome. So awesome We didn't find him But <clears throat> oh,
3: sp- Maybe next time Spoiler ruin alert ruin
2: this for me We could we, Matt and I have to watch The documentary
3: Oh first. yeah Yeah well, yeah yeah <laughs> there are some. We didn't get him on camera, I guess right? I should yeah, say. Yeah,
2: yeah, we didn't get him on
0: camera. So. Oh, because of his, because of his, uh, yeah. PR folks. Or yeah, his he's or always still on something. Like that. He's always blurry. Yeah. It's tough, man. <laughs> you know, that's cool. I'm excited to watch this
2: one. <laughs>
3: oh, I,
0: I just pulled it up too. We yeah, just, I've got an hour and fifteen minutes it was left. Super
2: online. fun. To do. <laughs> yeah, we were we were just youngins, man. Yeah. Uh so <laughs> we knew not what we did, but it was a good time. Okay, I've got one more question, and this one is probably the most important one we ask everybody that comes on. So, tell me, boys, what is your favorite movie of all time, and why? Referring to Matt.
1: Well, okay, most... uh, If you ask that question to old Mm -hmm. Matty, Fred, uh, (laughs) pretty much any time in his life... Mm. After 1999, it would have been The Matrix, and yes. I would have gone on a big spiel about, yeah, you know, oh man, it changed my life, and it made me think about the world differently, and For it sure. did. It's true, yes. But um, that's not my favorite movie anymore, guys. Oh my gosh, I what your would- favorite movie? Actually, I got kind of two, but I don't want to waste all the time. I'm gonna no. go quick. No, you do. No, we got all the time in the world, my man. <laughs> Well, first one is a little-known movie that I don't think anybody's watched. I'd, I've seen it because I took a French film class mm-hmm. when I was in college. It's titled, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not. Mm-hmm. And it is a fascinating movie. If you think about it in two parts, mm-hmm. the first half is one character's perspective, and it takes you, you know, into about 45 minutes of the movie. Then the movie goes back to the beginning and it gives you the exact same events ah. that occurred, but from a different character's perspective. Nice. And you get to see that just by having the camera in a different spot at the same time hmm. as all these events are unfolding, you get a completely 180 version of events and you see things completely differently. Genius. Um, I like that. Yeah. It, it's, it's an so older movie. It's really great. You should check it out. I think it's got a... I can't remember the name of the French title, but... Translated, it's He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not. Um, then, but all, right now, all-time favorite movie is one that won an Academy Award, which is like, oh, really? You chose that one? <laughs> but this movie, Arrival, that oh. came out uh, several years ago, this is about yeah. aliens land in the spaceships. I rewatched all it. About last week. We just talked about it last re-watched week. Rewatched it last that, week. I think that's why, yeah. It's Fantastic. It was getting promoted, I think, on Netflix or one of these things. Yeah, to, like yeah. It popped on all our radars again in yeah. the zeitgeist. Yeah, it did. That's when I
2: noticed it. Too. What a beautiful film, though. Oh, my gosh. my I watched that with my wife when it came out, and she was, like, sobbing watching that film. It is so well written. Obviously, a short story beforehand uh, adapted into a film, but just, like, the premise, the filmmaking, the writing, it's, it's beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about on the podcast not long ago, Ben, uh, this concept of language as a technology that, uh, Ben, is something like uh, you talk about a lot, but, you know, and every technology is also a weapon, right? Mm. Yes. So like, but, but the ability of a language to literally change, going back to lenses, change the way you view the world, mm. right? And how you interact with the world and what your possibilities of interaction are. Um, I think that's really powerful. There's a, one other thing in there, which is, a theme a theme about if if you could see all of the potential outcomes of an individual action or a decision you make would you still choose to mm-hmm. take that action for like short-term gain if you know in the long term that you're causing harm or something right or mm-hmm. pain i don't know that like that i don't know it gets me in here but it also like makes me think about global leaders myself it, makes me think about all this stuff oh my gosh sure. and
2: just visually like the cinematography is just <clears throat> amazing plus it's that, super good the beginning of that film has like really great sort of apocalyptic feel like yeah. the shtf yeah. it's coming like the the jets flying yep. overhead just so <laughs> like it i just love that stuff obviously we're super into that so oh yes well
3: done great everything, choice, Matt. everything yeah yeah super good Okay, Ben. Can you follow that up? Yeah. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. Well, um, I I have a, doo, 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 doo. uh again I have a difficult time yeah. uh, picking a, a it's one. It's super thing. hard. Yeah. So uh, I would say if I could just uh, laundry list some and the reasons. So uh, I tend toward more psychological, exper- uh, experimental, and horrific things. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, we are approaching uh the most wonderful time of the year. Oh my Boeing, gosh, yes, we are. Right. Uh for conspiratorial stuff. Mm-hmm. Dark City is a great uh is a great examination of someone uncovering mm-hmm. a way to question reality. Uh primer is not for everyone, but it's probably one of the smartest time travel films out there. Oh, I haven't uh, seen that. And I'm I'm love time travel stuff. Primer? Well, primer. Uh primer. so primer okay. is primer is all about. These uh, two engineers who figure out, they they build an actual time travel device, Ooh. but it's not a sexy time travel device. It's too realistic. That's it's kind of like in that movie um, Pi, where mm-hmm. the guy starts to figure out Pi mm-hmm. uh, with horrific results. Yeah. That's kind of what Primer is. Yeah. <laughs> Very soothing soundtrack. That oh. film. Uh, and then um, for nicer things, I would say uh, the film adaptation of Cloud Atlas is mm-hmm. by no means perfect. I think it is a cool psychological examination of the way people experience reality. Mm. I would highly recommend the book by David Mitchell instead. Uh, and then, of course, just for funsies, if you haven't seen it yet, carnival of souls what an absolute banger classic oh my gosh those are great Got some really deep ones yeah
2: uh primer i'm checking that out because i love time travel stuff super excited i'm putting
0: that one on my list it's very low budget it is that's all right uh, yeah uh matt you remember primer
1: oh yeah for sure i i was gonna shout out uh what uh what is it called the signal uh, our buddy dan bush That's Uh, right, yeah. several other directors. I think Bruckner and maybe... The Signal was the one with... uh, I remember remember that one. I'm trying to think. It's an old school thing from Atlanta, uh, but a really cool concept. Oh, cool. About this weird signal that causes people to do... to go insane. That's... Yeah. That's a fascinating subject.
0: And Apocalypse Now. I almost feel like I'm embarrassing myself, but just like... (laughs) them to stern, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah,
2: you can't go wrong with that for sure.
0: Man, man, that's awesome. Cameron? Yeah,
2: no, oh no. my gosh,
3: I'm got some movies to watch.
2: This has been, um, this has been a joy with you guys. Seriously, like,
3: it really, it, like, it could go for four hours. I like, this is you know so much just,
2: fun. You guys, and, uh, the thought process is awesome. And that's, I'm just, wow. I just, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a blast, and I'm gonna remember this forever.
3: Yeah, seriously, yeah. We already know awesome. everyone listens to you guys' show. So mm. no, Thank geez. you for the well, entertainment. Like it's awesome.
0: You, thank you. Are you kidding us? Like uh we I I'm sure that Matt and I both have had questions for you. Mm. Um I so if I could just do one oh, bring uh, it on. for for anybody who's who's tuning in uh and somehow <laughs> somehow missed these conversations if you could only pick 3, oh, man. what are the essential things? There's definitely more than three. If you could only pick three, mm. what are the uh, top three things you would want to have with you if you found yourself lost in the wild?
2: Lost in the wild, top three things. Um, a hatchet. Oh, man.
0: Okay. Hatchet. i, I a
2: would
3: big would ha- we talking? A
2: Bic
0: lighter. <laughs> <laughs> like Juggalo hatchet or like <laughs> Lumberjack hatchet? Lumberjack hatchet.
2: Lumberjack hatchet. Yeah. hatchet. Um, yeah, I, I would probably go with a, a Sawyer Mini water filtration device. Obviously, you have to have shelter and you have to have water. Hopefully, you can get out of there before you really need food. So, those are the things. Yeah, I think a Bic lighter, um, a Sawyer Mini water filtration device, and some sort of a cutting tool, whether that's a hatchet or a survival knife. Yeah. That's, I think you'd that's be all the right. the same three I would go with.
1: Dope. So, dang. Well, I don't know Sawyer... Filtration devices. the The so, only ones that we ever looked into heavily are like the LifeStraw ones yeah. and a couple others. Right. What What is that one? It's very
2: similar to to a LifeStraw. Uh, we prefer it over a LifeStraw because a LifeStraw I think does like a thousand gallons, something like that. Uh, a Sawyer Mini yeah. will uh, filter a hundred thousand gallons. With, it's insane. With the oh. one small and it can be inline. Same exact price as a, as a LifeStraw. So, like you're getting f- more bang for your buck with one of those. And and again, it's only like twenty bucks. Everybody should have several sawyer minis yeah and and they've got got a more variants too right yeah yeah there's several different types i just i like the sawyer minis because they're really really compact um they're really functional they work really well they can even twist
3: on top of like a yeah most regular water
2: water bottles
3: Mm
0: -hmm. so we gotta have you guys on our show to talk about some of this anytime man
1: yeah (laughs) we need to talk about all this (laughs) because i i had no idea this was a thing is are they really that cheap or am i yeah they're 20 20 bucks bucks, 20
3: bucks Oh,
2: dang. It's pretty crazy. Okay. Yeah.
1: Totally
3: Mo-
2: worth it. Money well spent. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The water yeah. is so important. You know, it's like, it's uh, after shelter, it's, per- I mean, obviously you have to have air, you have to have shelter and you have to have <laughs> water. Um, so for 20 bucks, you can pretty much make, make sure that you're going to have water if you have any sort of for water you source. you in a group. As you know. long as it's not radiated water. You can't drink that. <laughs> right. through, through that. No button. heavy
0: metals. Yeah. That yeah. kind of
2: stuff. But most yeah. of the time it's going to take out all, all of the other stuff. So. Yeah.
1: Dang. Mm-hmm.
2: We just saved your lives Yeah, <laughs> for a
1: long time. <laughs> You're welcome. That's,
0: that's funny, too. Yeah, you, you know, I appreciate that point, too, about irradiation, because a lot of times people mm-hmm. will pick up some kind of yeah. uh filtration solution or something, you know, like boil in the can kind of yep. thing, and, and they won't think about the stuff that cannot be filtered out, and mm-hmm. they're not yep. thinking about the importance of water. It was one of those... One of those things you learn in any survival class. What what is it? What's the first thing you should do when you find yourself lost in the wild? Ask yourself how you screwed up (laughs) such that you got in that situation and never (laughs) repeat that. Uh and then find water. Then find water. True. So
2: true. Um, guys, can you tell everybody where can they find you? Where can they find all the stuff you're doing? Um, everybody who's
0: listening. We are stuff they don't want you to know. You can find us uh, all over these internets so long as the cables don't get cut. We are on <laughs> YouTube as Conspiracy Stuff. We're on Instagram as Conspiracy Stuff Show. Uh, we're on Twitter, all the hits. Uh, and if you don't sip those social meds, you can also call us directly on a telephonic device of your choosing. Mm.
1: Oh, I'll do it. All right. Yeah, Dang. you can call one S T D W That is our phone system. Call it. It's just a voicemail. Don't be afraid. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, beautiful. You guys, thank you Seriously? again. Seriously,
1: yeah. Thanks a ton. Um,
2: this, is, this is the most fun I think we've had podcasting in a long time. So thank you for coming on. Oh, and um, one last thing, stay survived. We will.